Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Tuesday, June 4th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today is day two of WWDC 2019. I am not in California, but I have been following along virtually from my uh, home base here in Philadelphia. We do actually have some members from Philly Coca Heads out there in California this week, so I don't think they're listening to this because they got a lot of other things to do. But if you are, hey, how you doing? So I've been following the Slack channel, though, on Philly Coca's uh, Slack. There's a WWDC channel. If you want to actually uh, participate in that, feel free. You go to phillycoca.org. You can find a link to our Slack channel, get an invite. I've also been following the WWDC hashtags on Twitter. And, of course, I have been watching the live stream as much as I can, uh, at least for the really big things that I want to follow. And I've been favoriting videos I want to check out once they are made available after you know, a day, the day is over. And the one in particular I want to talk about today was one I made sure I watched live today, this afternoon, called Introducing Swift UI, Building Your First App. So you can find that one in the WWDC app or developer.apple.com on the WWDC video section. But this is, I think, I think it's the first talk that's really focused on Swift UI. And it is amazing, actually. It's one of those talks that I think developers are going to be referencing for years to come. There's always some of them. And this is, this is one of them because it is building a live app from the ground up using Swift UI, really demonstrating its power and the amount of functionality you get for quote-unquote free in this new system. So some of the highlights of this, uh, of this talk for me was just the, ultimately the amount of stuff you got. So the ease with which you're able to create the kind of standard iOS idioms, like a table, uh, what we could say a table view controller, and with edit mode, with swipe to delete, with uh, you know navigation controllers, all this stuff, very, very, very little lines of code, just kind of creating a view and then wrapping it in a couple of other views and just building it up in this very composable way. And then it even goes further than that. So at the moment in the talk where there's like just a little bit too much code. It's a little hard to follow now because it's like too many wrappings around wrappings. And he's like, oh, well, we can break this up and you can, and they do, they break it up. And there's an Xcode command to, to suck out your view and make it into a little sub component in the file. And it just, it, it it's great. This this is a really good talk. This everything you, you, any question you had in your mind as it was going along, they pretty much answered for me. So that was great. Um, so I really, I really like the all the, all the functionality again. They they do make a point of this. Like like Swift UI is all about giving you uh, all of this standard functionality that's kind of table stakes for any kind of app development on the platform. Things like, as I said, like uh, edit mode, to swipe to delete. You know the things you expect to see on a table view controller, for instance, navigation controllers, animations. They do as part of this app really very very easily create nice smooth animation for animating different elements that are all like interruptible and reversible. And it's like, oh my God, it's amazing. That's really hard to do with UIKit in many instances. So they do that. Uh, and they, they also, it includes dark mode support in here when you use SwiftUI, just all these features, uh, multiple screen resolutions, like all this stuff is just kind of there. It's just in there if you use this new idiom, this new way of building your app. And then later I saw another, uh, what's, I think it was in the What's New with Swift talk, where they go into some more about how this stuff works on the scenes. I'm getting the two confused in my mind about what happens and what, but they talk a little bit about how it all works. It's a, it's a completely new system, like ground up, and it's pretty amazing. 
Now, I don't know where the edge cases are yet, though. This is still version one, so I assume there will be some kind of limitations that you'll hit when you try to build a quote-unquote for real app instead of the toy apps are doing. But the app that they provided was still pretty good, and it, and it and uh, it's very, very, I gotta say, swifty. Like, it was the most swifty app I've ever seen. Like, everything about it was swifty. Of course, because the whole framework is built on Swift. So it was, it was like the first time I've seen, I think, an app example from Apple that is, that is demonstrating this is what they think the future of app development is. This is what Swift apps are. If you use Swift idioms, use Swift language, use Swift frameworks, that's what you get. You get this kind of app. Uh, of course, there's still many, many frameworks that are not based on Swift directly. So you're still going to have to, still things are not going to be quite as clean and neat as that is. But uh, very, very cool. Very cool. And I'm really excited to play around with it. But I saw some limitations today, too, about this. I, I can't test the the coolest thing that they have in there in Xcode 11, where you can be editing your Swift UI views on the left side of the screen, and the right side of the screen has a live preview of your app going. That whole thing does not work unless you're running the beta version of Mac, which I am certainly not going to put on my main computer. I don't have a bunch of like spare Macs to, to, to do that with. And I don't have enough hard disk space to partition it, so I have to try to use an external drive. And so we'll see what happens with that. It's gonna it's beta one, so I also really don't trust beta one of any OS. And I also have to install iOS 13 on like a test device, and I have one, but I've been hearing really scary things about the beta, so I don't know. Uh, I definitely not put it on my carry device for weeks, like not to at least beta four or five. So, uh, but I did see on Twitter that there is a way to use a playground to test out Swift UI. It you still requires you to manually run the playground so you don't get that live updating effect, but you can still play around with it, which is what I need to do next. Uh, but after this podcast, I'm going to start downloading some stuff because uh, I didn't have time today. Uh, midway through the day, I had to go do other things. So, uh, But it uh, the Swift UI, I think, is a real game changer. And uh, one of the other limitations I, that was mentioned, or at least in the documentation, is that it's iOS 13 and later only which means you can't use it, I believe, if you want, if you have a, an app that needs to support iOS 12 and 11. It's a little unclear, but I think that's the case. You can't use it at all. Uh, if that's true, that's that's a real problem for a lot of people because usually apps have to support at least the previous year's version, but that's not going to hit all apps. There's still going to be apps that regularly uh, require the latest version, and I, I would, if I was going to build a new app, I would try to use as much SwiftUI as I could, and I'd just say iOS 13 and up. So I think this is this is really a framework that's going to you're going to see start seeing appearing on brand new apps and on apps that already have a history of not supporting previous versions, and uh, then you're going to see it in a year or two. You're going to see it everywhere because that's when all the apps will be able to finally drop support for iOS 11 and 12. And then you'll be iOS 13 and up in like a year or two, and everybody will be using this. But I, I really like this whole concept. It's very declarative. It's compo- it's composable. Uh, it's very React native-y, but uh, the reason I never used React Native myself was it was just clunky kind of you you, you know uh, interface on top of the existing stuff, and it wasn't from Apple. So while I understand why React is so popular on the web, and I understand like why there was a desire for React Native, for instance, and it's just that kind of style of UI development. I wasn't going to do it if it wasn't supported by the platform manufacturer. And if it wasn't like a good, uh, good syntax, like I find react on the web kind of annoying because it's JavaScript, like not a great language to this. 
in my opinion. But Swift, though, I, I actually am finally seeing what the real value of Swift is. Because until now, I mean, I've basically still been living in the world of UIKit, Objective-C, and a little bit of Swift. And honestly, you know, a lot of the Swift just kind of gets in the way when you're doing that stuff, at least for me. But this new way of doing the UI, I, it totally, it feels super Swifty. And uh, I understand why Swift exists. Like, it feels like this is the reason <laughs> Swift exists. Like, it feels like that. Like, this is the first big killer app kind of concept for Swift. Like, yes, you could not have done this with previous technologies. You, you could only have done it with Swift. And uh, I really like it as that kind of a showcase for that. It's really helping me understand why you want to invest time and effort into Swift over, over the last five years. Like, I think now it's really, really paying off. So uh, uh, this is also, I think, the year that everybody's going to learn Swift. Like, even the holdouts like Marco Arman, who only does a little bit of Swift, or me, who only does a little bit of Swift up till now. Everybody's going to use Swift because uh, everybody's going to use this framework and some of the other ones that came out that are, that are Swift only. So, uh, very, very cool talk. I highly, highly recommend it. If you're a developer on this platform, check out Introducing Swift UI, building your first app in the WWDC app or on developer.apple.com as soon as it drops. I watched it live. It should be available probably sometime tonight or by tomorrow uh, for you to be able to download and, and, and watch yourself. Really cool app. Uh, I am looking forward to trying out this stuff. I'm going to try it out in a playground uh, and see if that works because I'm certainly not installing the back beta. Uh, oh man, there's also other stuff I could talk about. We're gonna wait for I think later in the week. Xcode 11. I also saw a talk about Xcode 11. And wow, Xcode 11 is nice, really nice now. And there's some, some stuff to talk about that, but I think I'm gonna leave that for a separate podcast because I'm trying to keep these kind of short for for this week. Uh, so that's gonna be it. Swift UI game changer. I'm very excited. I think it's gonna fundamentally change the way we build apps on the Apple platforms. I have only scratched the surface of like what this is all about. I haven't even got my hands dirty yet. So uh, there are people who have been writing some stuff already with it since yesterday. So you can find that kind of stuff out on Twitter if you follow the WWDC hashtags. But for that's gonna be, for now though, that's going to be it for me for the for this Daily Crown podcast for June 4th. So you can find the old, the archive episodes and social media links and such at the website, dailycrownpodcast.com. You can reach out to me directly on Twitter at Stolten. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it for today. Enjoy the rest of WWC. I will touch base again with you tomorrow. Later.